Hey everybody, this is lunchtime in Rome. <laughs> Here we go. We're off and running. <laughs> that was a great intro. Episode 65, and today we're going to be talking about emotional deniers. I am Brian, and I'm here with Jay. Hello. And I'm here with Eric. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. Um, so please pull up a chair and have a seat at the table. This is lunchtimeinrome.com. You can find everything you need to find at lunchtimeinrome.com. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, all of those things. We do Facebook Live, so um, please uh, like our page, and then you'll be notified when we do go live so um, you can join us in real time. Um, we have the emotional, the relational needs questionnaire that um, – we've been working very hard on we give credit to Casey who has put so much time and effort into it so we thank Casey for that um, but please go take that questionnaire it's really revealing um, it's 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 uh, your eyes will be opened as to what kind of needs that you do have and then that'll really help you to understand how you can um, heal hurts and and you know all of those things so please go take that questionnaire um, we have seen a few of you taking the quiz and that is encouraging um, because it means that you are understanding more about yourself and um, that's great. Uh, contact us on the site. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, on Spotify, and what's going on? Nothing. We good? Go. Okay. Um, so Jay, what's the show all about? This is called Lunchtime in Rome because it is based on the fact that most people go through life feeling alone. And that if they were in Rome having lunch, man, they wouldn't feel alone because they'd be talking about life. They'd be celebrating life. They'd be mourning with each other, which is why it is based on Romans twelve fifteen in the Bible, which is rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is the number one way we can keep people from being alone is meeting people uh, where they are emotionally and not fixing them, not correcting them, not ridiculing them, and certainly not neglecting them, but joining them in their emotions so that they would not feel alone. Um, sometimes um, we feel alone when we make mistakes. Sometimes when we go Facebook Live, we don't go live. Um, but tonight we are. So that's what we're trying to fix right now. But that's what the uh, podcast is all about. We spend the first 20 minutes modeling that, where we catch up with each other's lives and we talk about what's good, talk about what's bad, talk about lunch, whatever we're eating in general. And then the next 20 minutes, we go over a topic of the day. And we go over something that can help either you keep from being alone or can help others from feeling alone. In the last 10 minutes, we go over current events and ways that emotional needs may or may not impact that. But, Brian, you were out of town. Now you're back in town. How was your trip to Orlando? Um, it was a good trip. And there were some really good moments. And um, I had a really good – I probably had the best quesadilla that I've ever had, and I do love quesadillas a lot. Um, it was a fajita quesadilla, so it was like two things in one, um, and it was just really yummy. Was the fajita in the quesadilla or on the quesadilla? In the quesadilla. So, so it was in, like a, ooh. Yeah, inside the quesadilla, not only did you have the steak and the um, 
the cheese, you also had the, uh, um, you know, onions and peppers and all that stuff. It was it was delicious. In really good. but not on. In but not on. Interesting. And yeah. that's not that's atypical. A quesadilla is normally just like a small flour tortilla pizza. Yes, and then this this had extra things in, it. and they called it a fajita quesadilla. But the taste was incredible. It was like I said, I'm a big quesadilla fan. It was it was wonderful. Almost like a sopapilla. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I think it's like a but stuffed the way quesadilla. that you said it was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> pretty fun. So, so yeah, I was in. I was away, and um, now I'm back. And that was it, Orlando, or could you have been anywhere? What do you mean? Well, like you had said, you're going to Orlando, but it wasn't really going to be like you're going to be in a hotel for 15 hours a day. Um, Did you get to do anything? Yes, actually, um, I went out, and there's this giant needle that like there's this area there's this area where it's like shopping and, and attractions and things like that but there's this giant needle that lit up and these um, like a space like church, needle kind church, of thing like a space needle kind of thing You're talking like church street station uh is that what that's called uh, I don't there's know. just a giant like entertainment complex. Yeah, there's this big giant Ferris I don't wheel. I don't know about I don't know about no Ferris wheel though. Yeah, <laughs> there's this Ferris wheel. They have a similar one in Vegas, but you pay like you're on for like an hour. Like it goes really really slow. It goes like you know moves every minute or something like that. And the whole point of it is it's like you you have your own private bar. Like each each car is you know you just go pay and and drink for an hour on this Ferris wheel. It's going around. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's there's a similar one in Vegas. For Brian, that's normally. Uh, Idlewild. Idlewild Park. Where you drink on the Ferris wheel? Well, they don't encourage that. <laughs> oh. it, it just, I might sneak Oh, here it. it's allowed. I was going to say, when Maybe did I? Sneak, <laughs> sneak a beer when on When did Idlewild get beer? That was the joke. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I got to go to Idlewild. Meanwhile, I'm like, did I say the name of Wrong Park? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but there was this giant needle, and it was all lit up, and there were these swings that went around the whole, like the, you're, you, so you're going up the needle and this whole, this whole time there's these swings going around it. And, um, I like, did like the swing around ride at Kennywood. Yeah. Only way like bigger, way bigger, way bigger, way higher. Like you're up there, man. And, I, um, I don't know if I like that. It was amazing. I didn't think I'd like it because I don't do round and round stuff real well. Like I can't. I'm I'm not good on the on the merry go round. Fast spinning rides. Right. Like I can do the Ferris wheel fine, but I can't do the merry go round. So it's like the the horizontal. Oh, you round can't do and the round. you can't do the merry go round. I'm not a bit like I can't really do the round and around, and so yeah. I was skeptical. Um, but actually, it was Casey and I. We did it, and um, I was like, I I don't know how this is gonna go. Like we're way far up there. I might puke all over everybody. And, uh, Which, if worse comes to worse, that's a good story. Yeah, but I didn't, and and that was awesome. And It'd be like a Sandlot moment. <laughs> but like we're so like it, we, you were so high up there, and this thing's like whipping you around. It's it's like you're flying, and like you're seeing all of Orlando, and and then so you go all the way up, and then you come all the way back down, and it's cool because the back of each seat there's like like strobe lights on it, and so it it was just it was unbelievable. Man, man. that's awesome. It was unbelievable, and we we did it twice. And how long was the how long was that ride? I mean, we were probably on for five minutes, yeah, you know, and minutes, yeah. uh, it's because it, it takes you up and it takes you back down. And, yeah. and um, yeah, the and the so we, we did it twice. The first time I did it, I was fine. The second time we changed seats. So I was like more on the inside. OK. And then I started to get a little sick on that one on, okay. that, on that side a of things. nauseous. Yeah, I got a little bit of nauseous nausea. But yeah. um, but so that was really cool. And but yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was indoor. You know, we're in a hotel room and or you know a hotel and um, I had a good night. Good night. The following night, I uh, hung out with my boy from New York City, Kono. No, you got to see Kono, dude. He's 
That's my dog. I've never even met him. Got to see Kono and and uh, a guy from Mississippi that I know his name. His name's Mike, but I call him Scottish Mike because he's uh, he's the British. straight straight up Scottish accent. Uh, we had a, we had a fun night. Does he know you call him Scottish Mike? Um, I think I might have called him that that night, but I don't know if like that's he heard something or yeah, embraced or yeah, maybe <laughs> he's like that's, what? That's what life is so great. Getting uh, guys like Kono and Scottish Mike and. It was a good moment. Yeah, it was a, it was a good moment. Kono I love paid, the nickname. Kono, I pay, too. Kono I paid for everything. I love was, a good nickname. You know, Kono did the, ah, oh, forget about it, forget about it. I got this. I got yeah. it, you know. I was like, all right, cool, because we spent some money there. Um, <laughs> Kono. Yeah, Kono. So it was it was, it was was good. I, you know, I got to get out, had some really good memories created. Um, yeah. And then I'm back, and um, so I had that quesadilla. And then last night I, w- I was at home, and, and uh, Abby, my eight-year-old, she was like, "Hey, do you want to play school with me?" So cool. she she does this thing. <laughs> I'm really like, oh, I finished that. You're like, I didn't like it when I was there. <laughs> so she does this thing, like she like she gets into teacher mode, like like don't yeah. f with her while she's teaching. Oh yes, yes, we've talked about this. Yes, yeah, and yeah. and so like she has this whole full. She has a name for me. She calls me Aaron A A R I N. Like there's A A wrong. There's this whole thing. But then Ethan comes in and like he's like, "Can I join?" And and so we just had this really fun time for like half an hour and like. Like Ethan gets up, and he's like, "I want to teach." So he gets up and he's teaching like all this algebra. I'm like, "Wow, I don't know any of this." Can you like? I'm really interested. And I'm yeah. like, "Can can you?" When, once again, why are there letters in this math problem? <laughs> I'm a- You're talking about a graph and things like that. I don't remember this. Uh, but he he like he got into it, and like I just had this moment where I was like, "We're not playing video games." Yeah. Mm. You know, we're not fighting. Yeah. Like this is just a great, innocent, really cool time. Yeah. So, and one of the things they say about parenthood is you never know the last time you, right? I was just going to say like, yep. yeah, but I did. And, the, <laughs> and like, think about it, the last time you're going to play school, that, that might've been it right, right. there. Yep. And what a precious, at least with Ethan mental, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I would say mental snapshots. Yep. You, know, yeah. you just take a picture of that, yep. store it somewhere in your brain. The Jim and Pam. Yep. If you will. Yeah. Um, From the office. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, but those, yeah, mental snapshots are important, and I don't know if I was doing them before. When did when when did that start? The Office, two thousand five. Yeah, it's, and, and that that episode probably. was when they got married. So we're looking at ten, De- eleven, a decade. Yeah. All right, maybe I did. A, I want to take credit for it, but a decade, right. decade, decade. <laughs> What's decade. that from? No, then just no. Oh. Like when time oh. kind of hits you, and you're like, whoa. Well, the fact that it came on uh, fifteen years ago, yeah. And Crazy. I do, I do want to let you know that I did listen to the podcast last week too. No, I did. I it was. I was. This was in, the first time Brian ever listened to our podcast <laughs> when, I, when I'm not on it. No, no, I used to listen to him all the time when it was the three of us. But yeah. then when I wasn't on, and I well, why would you? Right, <laughs> yeah, I, I, why would anybody? I wouldn't be interested. But no, I was. It was. It was a really good show, and I'm glad that Richie was able to come on. If you didn't hear it, yeah, Richie please go awesome. back. And it was just. It was a really, really he was amazing pretty shy. story. Pretty shy. Oh, yeah. Once it came out of his, yeah, it <laughs> almost said closet. Um, <laughs> that's next time. But no, no, that was really good. So um, kudos to him for coming on and and sharing and just being open like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's I got to preach about him on Sunday, so that was fun. Um, it's just neat how that how well, I, I was at church. Did you really talk about him? <laughs> Are you being funny? No. Oh, well, in the sermon was just about begging against God's will and how sometimes you pray oh, yeah. for something oh, that doesn't happen. Right. I remember. And how 
he begged God that Micah would live. So mm-hmm. Micah did live. And so now he's got a ministry that helps people that are going through what he's gone through. Whereas I begged God that Trey would live. Mm-hmm. Trey did not live. And then God's given me a ministry of comfort and emotional needs and right. coming alongside the saddest of people. And here we are and on the show. Here we are the right now. The people right here. Here we are. <laughs> mourn with those who mourn. Welcome to the show, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> so how about you guys? What'd you do? I have yeah. had a crazy week. Um, <gasps> yes, you have. But And I will go with incidentals, which I want to go backwards for one step. How do you know Dan O? Dan O. Um, As in Dan Oninger. I played with him on uh, online video games, 3DR. And uh, I mean, he's... Probably over on a Tuesday night early Back in on. the day. Yeah. yeah. When I first started going. Good. I just love when uh, oh, I love Dano. Worlds collide. I miss Dano. Dano. Mr. Glass. That guy got hurt more than anybody else. <laughs> Bo Bennett. <laughs> he was great. Oh, no. Got nothing. Well, yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> and, and now he's a farmer. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he is. He's just the windy corner, man. Check him out on Facebook. He is. He's a man's man now. The windy corner. That's, that's what it is on Facebook. Dano. It's their farm, the windy corner. Oh. Wow, cool. No, Where not, is that? That's not like his rear end. It's three hours away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's in Ohio. That's right. Ohio. Yeah. Because he was talking. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to bring the kids out and everything. He's like, I'll bring them out. I'm like, where is it? He's like, that's about three hours. I'm like, yeah, we're not coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Shroot Farms, maybe. But yeah. the Windy Corner, no. But speaking of volleyball, I had, I stopped by yesterday. Daniel played volleyball for me. Oh, okay. I was like, um, <laughs> you're like, we weren't, no Jay. Connection. hate to tell you that. <laughs> Um, speaking of volleyball, Steph Strauss is listening. Um, hey, Steph Strauss. Hey, what's up, Steph? She just binged watched the last four episodes of Spotify. Look at that. She anyway. binged watched the last four episodes of Spotify? On Spotify. Oh. Of our podcast. She listened to it. Binge listen. Oh, she listened. I, I apologize. I, I apologize. Remember, Jay's the techie guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's evident. The guy who didn't. Never mind. All right. So the point of the story is I stopped by our junior high volleyball uh, match yesterday because they i'm just you know i'm overseeing the is program. volleyball a match yes yeah like hockey is not i wouldn't call hockey a match i'd no. call it a hockey game. game yes yeah so volleyball match we, okay match. now i could bring out my old school volleyball dinosaur uh nerd glasses and start talking about how now volleyball are sets in a mm. match there's best of five sets mm. but see i will still call them games to my last dying breath because a set is a set of something. Mm-hmm. It's just a game. Set it's a twenty-five knives. point game. Mm. So volleyball to me matches five best of five games. Mm. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> so I stopped by the match. Like to talk to the parents because those are the girls that are going to be coming up to the high school next year, and they were playing Derry, a team that I have known for years, and I know their head coach from the girls. And wouldn't you know it, he's coaching their junior high team, and I went over to him. And well, he's on the bench, but it's junior high, so it doesn't matter. I'm just talking to him briefly, yeah. catching up. And he asked, you know, I said, how are you doing? He told me. And then I said, how are you? And I said, well, I said, you know, I had to go through buying a new car. And he said, hey, I'm sorry you had to go through that. And it was as pointed of a message. And like he was saying to me, I know what you're all about. And I'm joining you. Wow. In and I stopped and I went. Ah. <laughs> and it occurred to me if he doesn't listen. It was really awkward, my response. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, I'm really sorry you went through that. And I go, yeah. <laughs> But we have had more and more people, you know, listening to uh, this podcast, pulling up a chair, pulling up a seat at the table. And that's just really a good thing that, that they're joining the table with us. But I did sort of uh, lead on to the biggest news of the week, which was 
you know, Monday morning, I dropped my car off just to get the emissions finalized. And they said I'd been gone too long because it passed inspection in December. Sure enough, they had to reinspect it and it failed. And the bill to get it fixed was $1,600. Well, that car was two weeks away from retirement. It was. It could have made it. But it was funny because somebody said, you know, aren't you, you know, why aren't you more angry? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, look, if I just preached on Sunday about begging against God's will and that God's will is greater. Well, then you know what? Maybe my car was going to blow up or something in another month and I just can't complain. And so I had to go through the new car buying process and you know, I normally go with my good buddy Vinny and I got a better deal through a different guy. And that was horrific. I mean, I wish everybody could understand the amount of emotional trauma I went through, even looking at somebody else's vehicles. Mm. I mean, it was terrible what i went through um but i ended up getting a brand and you're new, being serious i'm being yeah. downright mm-hmm. serious i'm as loyal as they come um um uh so i finally got this car and you know first of all like what car am i getting am i gonna lease it am i gonna buy it the common sense says you lease it you know you lease things that depreciate you buy things that appreciate you buy a house you lease a car and all the stuff but long story short too late it's already a long story i got a nice bright red kia forte um and i got a great deal on it and i bought all the insurance not insurance all the warranty in the world so you know i have 10 years ten thousand miles on the computer screen bumper to bumper and the drivetrain and everything else so it's just peace of mind for the next 10 years yeah it is and probably the best one of the best parts besides the fact that it's a good price and everything else and oh, that I you think, joined the kia forte club i think welcome. yeah welcome, well, I've, buddy. Been the, I've been in the kia spectra driving <laughs> yes. grandma car club for yes. 12 years <laughs> um i think my relationship with benny is gonna is gonna be all right you know it's good oh, that um, does make me feel talked. incredibly anxious but he's a pro and he's a good guy yeah, 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 yeah. and we see each other twice a year you'll send him somebody yeah i always do yeah um but Joe and Bella, who are 16 and 14 years old, think it's the coolest car in the world. That's now, awesome. first of all, they've been driving in my old Kia, so sure. anything sure. is going <laughs> to yeah. But it's been a cool life lesson to show them, hey, this car was 21 grand ticket, a ticket and yeah. I got it for 18. Yeah. You know, and they're both like, and Brian, you know, it's only $18,000, which, you know, is still a lot of money. It is a lot mm-hmm. of money. But yet, you don't need to have a $40,000 BMW. You don't need... And I told that to my sales guy. Yeah. And he goes, well, you do know the Kias are designed now by a former BMW master uh, engineer. And I'm like, great. Salesy, 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 sales. My kids don't care. I'm like, they don't care. They just think it's a cool car. Yeah. And it's so cool that I almost was going to... I was looking at their GT line because it's sportier and everything else. But this was cool enough that it wasn't Mm -hmm. worth going the extra mile. Um, But it has like a... Go ahead. Kia is not a sponsor. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and it has the self-drive feature, which is crazy. Once you go over 40 miles an hour, it'll steer for you on the parkway and things like that, which I hate because yeah. then you go under thir- you go under 40 and now you're like, oh, and you fly off the Just edge of the road. Turn that thing off. Exactly. Off. I already turned it off. Good. It also beeps when you when yeah, you get close to the, the line. Worst. Yeah. I've had I've had rental cars like that recently, and I, like you get in and you start driving, like what is happening? Am I at, like a well, disco? Yeah, and I told the guy, I said that's stupid. He goes, why? I said because it, it beeped, and I was like, why did it beep? And he goes, oh, you got too close to the line. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not paying attention to anything in front of me. I am right now in my head going, what line? What yeah. line? I didn't come close <laughs> to a line. You came too close to a line. Yeah, but you're gonna tell me I came too yeah, close to yeah, the line. I'll tell you, you came. I've been too driving close. for years. Yeah. But when you get in, I have it set that it does a welcome, yeah, and then a departure. 
and it's so funny. Bella thinks it's the cutest thing in the world. And so like when we get in and it makes the noise, and it's just like a chime, yeah. like anything else, we, we all just go, oh, hello. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Hello. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> you have a nice night. Goodbye now. Does it give you a little spritz of like some, uh, some good smelling car stuff? Did they give it to me? Or no, no, no. It? Like when you get in, it, it, oh, it, it chimes. Goes, and like, oh, like, re- re- like, new, like in the bathroom, you know, yeah. like, like the, the, uh, the attendant. <laughs> right. So welcome yeah. to your car. <laughs> Here's some pine tree. But uh, other than that, food wise, I uh, I did make for Friday night. Uh, the girls went out, uh, and so I some of the girls went out. I should say not all of them, but uh, I made my Vidalia onion dip, and they enjoyed that. And I made my jalapeno top popper dip. And then Sunday night, I had a meeting to go to, and there was a bunch of dip left over. Oh man! So I just ground up some bacon and made it into a cheese ball. Mm. There you go. So there's that. It's new in your world. Well, you know what I was going to say about Whoa, the car. I'll say that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got to mark that one down. Um, no, but what I was going to say is it's cool that we live in a time where a lot of like the basic options on a car are, are far beyond super advanced. anything we grew yeah. up with. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like you and I were talking a little bit like I just want Bluetooth and a backup camera. Mm. That's really like the two things that I really, really want in my car. Bluetooth is crazy. I love the Bluetooth. It like I and just, it works. It works great. And and I just want to listen to the podcast or music, whatever's on my phone. I don't need a new display to tell me everything. I have my phone. Um, and so that's awesome. So it's nice now that you can get like a and Kia from what I've seen, just pack so much technology in their car. It's such a low price. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's awesome. So it is such a good value. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love my Forte. So I'm glad you're in the Forte family. Uh, I love my sportage. I'm not in the Forte You're in the family. Kia family. Hey, I am in the Kia family. I love yeah. it. I saw some Tellurides. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, you did. Man. You're saving up your money. We're doing it. That's awesome. Number one. Um, so this week, it's been not a not I want to say a rough week, but it's been kind of a long week mm. um, this week. Amy was sick, um, and I I think I might have gotten a little sick, but you know like I'm it's, glad you didn't know. It's well, it's that like <laughs> my, my throat's a little sore. I feel okay. I am tired. It's much harder to wake up in the morning right now. Like it just feels like my body is, has like was like fighting something. Rachel you know? on. Saturday night, I believe it was, felt like she was getting a sore throat, and then I felt like Sunday into Monday, mm-hmm. but then it was like, eh, it just didn't go anywhere. So I'm with you on the yes, almost it didn't sickness. really go anywhere. Like, you're like, oh, here we go. But I have no? felt like a little sluggish, and I'm like, you know, extra little extra cup of coffee. But um, So it was not the coronavirus. <laughs> as far as I know, Good. no. Do you know um, that the sales of Corona beer are the lowest they have been in the last 10 years. The lowest. Wow. Guilt by association. <laughs> right. Uh, people, we'll oh. have to help them out. Um, I think Dos, <laughs> Dos actually named the virus. <laughs> yeah. Um, Modelo. But uh, <laughs> the other th- so what I ate this week, I made homemade pasta. It's one of my yeah, favorite things to make. And what's funny is on all these like homemade pasta recipe things, which I have my own recipe, but I like to look up and see what other people are doing. But in all like the blogs and everything, they show the pasta like laying on a pot, like it's like a like a dial rod, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they have the mm-hmm. pasta like hanging, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. drying out a little bit, or you know, before yeah, yeah. it goes in the pot. I don't have one of those, mm-hmm. so what I did was, and I have a picture. I'll I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. 
So I cleaned the top of the cat, like the 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 cupboard, the doors to the cupboard of the cabinets, and I just like opened opened the cabinets and I hung all the <laughs> all the pasta like all over the kitchen, <laughs> like on like the half open doors of of our uh, of our cupboards. That is creative. It it, it worked, and uh, it, it, it it turned out so good. And I got the your quick and easy matter yeah pasta sauce which tasted delicious i did feel it was a little runny which i told you about right but i guess i just like my sauce a little thicker he likes it thick um but it did taste really good um and probably could use a little bit more salt um i never know how much salt i never know right you never know because i feel like if i put too much in like then it's salty. Then it's really <laughs> salty. And then, like, how do you come back from that? Then you got to add more. Then you got all the sauce. You know, it's just too much. But um, it turned out really, really good. Next thing I want to do, I bought, I bought like pre-made meatballs that were that were fine. Sure. But I want to make my own meatballs next. I think, mm. yeah, that's that'd be what's up. But yeah, it was so good. Um, made it. My in-laws were over for a little bit on Sunday, and uh, they you absolutely cook loved for it. your in-laws and parents a lot. Uh or just lately just lately birthday birthday but it's kind of it's yeah birthday it's the, it's been the birthdays it has, has but been see i think that's what i grew up sundays was sunday dinner yeah and i grew up where they brought um we brought you know my both my grandparents on my dad's side and in my uh grandfather on my mom's side papa bronner yeah. so it was everybody and Almost every Sunday. I mean, Papa yeah. Bronner was every Sunday. I didn't grow up like that. You know, and it was just that was Sunday dinner. And, and then as we got it. older, it was who has to drive home the grandparents. Yeah. You know, and everybody, you know, and they would, and they'd have too much to drink. And, you know, it became yeah. a hilarious thing. Grandma, you know, as you'd lift her out of the car, it'd be a little, you know. <laughs> and it was just fun. It was just, I was never old enough to be the one that had to drive. Yeah. You know, but that's just family. Sunday's family. Sunday is family. And I'm, I'm down for, like me, Amy, and Mags, because I like an easy. <laughs> like I don't want like that's the family I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I don't the want the nuclear. <laughs> I just I like I just want an easy Sunday night. I mm. like to decompress, get ready for the week. I don't want to have to always, you know. It's been birthday, like you're saying, so I've I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, I don't want to make a habit of it, but I also kind of enjoy cooking Sunday afternoon. It's kind of fun, mm. um, you know. So. That. My favorite part of uh, Sunday dinner would be my grandfather leaning back after dinner and saying, good dinner, Tom, when my dad had nothing at all <laughs> to do with the dinner. That I probably mean, made your, your, oh, your mom feel so just good. Just added to all yeah. the angst. <laughs> I mean, that was, I did it. I'm the one that did it. To this day, it's, Sick burn. It, except she wouldn't say that out loud. It's just inwardly. That's what I'm saying, her yeah. inner monologue. Oh, yeah. oh, to this day, we do it. You know, whoever, you know. Whoever we'll, cooked, the they don't four get the of credit. us will sit down at our house. Yeah, and Joe will be like, "Good dinner, mom." <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're all aware of, and at least in our family, our emotions. That's right, and the impact of having our emotional needs not met or taken from us, which is what we like to call a hurt. We're aware of that in our family, but so you don't deny them. We do not deny our emotions. Hmm. We are very well versed and understanding but there are people and really to a degree sadly some people that have sat in on some of my teachings um some of the marriage seminars i've done where they're like yeah if this doesn't if this doesn't impact me right. at all yeah. I, I don't have emotional it doesn't needs. apply to me you know and we thought and you brought it up actually brilliantly brian a few weeks ago you're like we need to talk about those people not specifically by name 
but <laughs> that'll oh, go that's into what I was the, going for. the uh the dark lunchtime in Rome podcast that that's we right. keep threatening to do. You gotta pay for that one. <laughs> um, Happy that's hour. when you get to know the names. <laughs> you get to know the names. You get to see the lists. <laughs> yeah, the lists, the descriptions. No, never. Just wanna be clear on that. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on how much they're paying. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Maybe we could run a little fundraiser uh, for this time in Rome. Keep keep your name out of our mouth. What's it worth? To you? <laughs> I know a few people. So now we're just talking blackmail. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a ugly word. It's an ugly word. It's it's, it's uh, you know. It's, but yeah. Uh, Incentivizing uh, <laughs> secrecy, you know, secrecy, private privacy. The point of the story is this: we believe, we know to be true, the fact that we all have four kinds of needs. You have spiritual needs, you have intellectual needs. The most commonly and widely known are physical needs. You know, air, water, shelter, food. These things; mm-hmm. those are uh, physical needs. But there's also emotional needs and you can't sit here and say, you know what? I really don't need food. No, I, I don't need food at all. I can, I can go my whole life without drinking water. Like you'd never deny that. But yet it's very easy to say, uh, I, you know, emotionally. No, I don't. I don't. I don't have that. No. If, and <laughs> some people get super spiritual about it. Yeah. If you're really close to God, you don't have any emotional needs. Uh, perfect people. Jesus. <laughs> right, because he wasn't lonely. Because he, yeah, yeah, he never felt. He didn't sit in the needs. garden and going, "Hey, uh, can you just please yeah. pray with me for five minutes?" He never cried. No, he was fine. <laughs> he had no emotions. Stone, stone, <laughs> like a rock. Yeah, and God never gets angry. No. Oh no. No. So now we're being sarcastic, <laughs> yes. which is one of the fruits of the spirit. Good thing this isn't a Christian podcast. <laughs> Point of the story is this: it's very dangerous, in my opinion, and very sad to live that way. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we can look at it from a couple different angles, like why they are the way. Why are you the way you are? Michael Scott really does have all the wisdom in the world. Um, but we need to look at that. And why do you guys, you know, of the people that you know that are like that, why yeah. are they the way they are? Clim- climate. <laughs> Emotional deniers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did so well. I did so well. Such a good run on. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I know. So I know some people that are. They're so hurt that they're they're just numb to their emotional needs. Like they just don't understand that, or they they just they're not they're not ever happy. They're not ever sad. They're just kind of like planking, like their whole. And that's way one through. of the things that happens when yeah. you don't get any relief any comfort to your hurt you know and it goes to anger it goes to guilt it goes to fear and self-condemnation eventually it goes to numbness yeah and that's what you're saying is you think a lot of them is that that's the case yeah like they think that well and i think sometimes some people get so numb that they think they're fine i mean i don't know if that's true but i I feel like they either think they are they think they are or they portend to be sure yeah, either one. Yeah. Um but mean but meanwhile, like I feel like one, if they're pretending, they're dying inside. Or if they're unaware, I feel like they're just not enjoying anything. Mm-hmm. Or they're not mourning anything. No, like, they're numb. Yeah. You know, there's there's people that, you know, you have maybe maybe you have such a bad relationship with with your mom and then your mom finally passes away. And you don't feel anything. 
Right. Because you never addressed any of those emotional needs or, or, or I'm sorry, your, your hurts that you have that you've had over time. And so somebody that denies that they have emotional needs is, in your opinion, one of the ways they got there. The reason why they are there where they are is they're just so full of hurts. Yeah. That they can't bear to look at it anymore. Yeah. And so they just sort of check out yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Great. I, I think we're also, and especially men, you know, you're, you're raised with this. Don't cry. Don't do this. Don't. Th-. And so I think there's a just either a conditioning or you just have a general Shove it ignorance. Down. Yeah. Like, like you just don't, even, it's not even on the table. You know, like this is just, this is like, the, two things. What you just said is the first is the conditioning. Mm-hmm. Shove it down, shove it under the rug. Yeah. This is the role that I'm supposed to play as a man or, you know, as, as this person, here's what I'm supposed to do. And emotions, you know, don't play into that. Which would like, be the second one. Like I feel right. Sorry, I interrupted. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, the one... The I don't one, even know what two things you're talking well, about. Well, the one I was thinking is, like, you're shoving it down, and it's just going and going and going, like, constantly, like, putting them away. The other one is, like, a mentality of, I'm not allowed to be, emo- like, have any emotions or cry. I think that's all part of anything. the first. The second was, you said, ignorant. Yeah. So, you, to okay. me, there are those who were conditioned, hey, men don't, boys don't cry, right. all that stuff, and or... Maybe even take a girl who cried and, you know, everyone in her life said, oh, you're always crying. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Don't cry. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. It's like, well, okay. apparently emotions aren't a good thing. So I'm going to shut off Mm -hmm. and I don't have those. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, So that's the conditioning, you know, either stereotypes, you know, the way you're raised or the reactions to when you did emote. Mm -hmm. Um, The other is, you know, you said the the ignorance of it. You know, when I talk to my mom about the podcast and my mother listens every week and or should I say watches um, every week. And um, she always says, honey, that's just not what we did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't sing my grandfather, her dad's praises enough. Papa Bronner, sweetest guy in the world. And she's like, we didn't talk about how he felt. He just didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So generations have been raised that way. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about how you feel. Right. It doesn't matter. You yeah. You suck. go back and look at like the Mad Men, the show Mad Men and, and right. stuff. Like they're just, yep. It, you you, you don't smoke you as don't much do as possible. You smoke as much you, as possible. You eat red meat. <laughs> drink as much as you can. You shove it down or you don't talk about it. And that's just who you are. You conform to. Otherwise, you're a freak. Or you're not a man. Or you're not a man. Or you're not a man. Back to the conditioning. Mm-hmm. So, Which is a good and, point. And it's a combination. Go ahead. I was going to say that's a good point because the other one that I recognize is like people that just get angry at everything. Like mm-hmm. they're just in this constant anger. Well, that leads to... I know a few people like that. That leads to what's the ramifications of this. Right. But my... I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, but people... And it's, and it's one thing to be rendered to the point where you can't face your emotions. And I think sometimes the most infuriating are the people who will tell you. You know, it's a lot of us go through the negative ramifications of hurts. We get that. But it's the ones who are like, nope. Nope, I don't need that. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like sh- the deniers, not the effects of, but the right. deniers. Oh, mm-hmm. I know what I was going to say. So like the whole th- like not a man thing, like you get you like if you even talk about emotional needs with some people or you even say, you know, mention something related to it. Oh, no, that's, you know, that's namby-pamby sissy stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they just get angry, Namby-pamby. you know, about it. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there. And I'm like. Your reaction is a is a result of your hurts not being met, literally, right now, 
as we're talking, you know, that like that kind of response. And it's kind of that whole man mentality, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a man, you know, I don't need no emotional needs, but it's like it's coming out as anger because they're offended because they're hurt and that hurt is coming out as anger. Right. The the fact that you have had your emotional needs not met has left you screaming and yelling that you don't need to have your emotional needs met. <laughs> so that maybe a summary it's of what I'm saying. Self fulfilling profit or uh, yeah. self fulfilling cycle. Sure. Self perpetuating cycle. Ah, there we go. There it is. is. So what happens then is you have this person who says, "Nope, I don't need it. I don't have it. Don't want it. I'm not gonna you know entertain it." Great. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I did have somebody one time just tell me. I have no, and it was, an, it was in a marriage teaching seminar that I did, and they're like, listen, I appreciate what you're doing, but I don't have any emotional needs. You know, I'm close enough to God that my needs are met by him and everything else. And I just remember, like, I almost put, like, the back of my knuckles on his cheek and just said, who hurt you? Who <laughs> hurt you? Like, why? Have, are you so, so hurt? And this guy specifically is at a point where he is – a combination of numb. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've never really seen him laugh that hard and I've never seen him be that sad. You know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And he is chock full of self-condemnation. He will. Ma- he is the butt of every joke yeah. that his wife makes um, mm-hmm. and that he makes. Mm-hmm. And that is the real danger in not facing our emotional needs and the hurts in our life is the fact that where hurts go are only going to continue to grow and amplify. So, you know, you mentioned Namby Pamby, and mm-hmm. that's a that's a direct quote from somebody we both experienced recently. Mm-hmm. And that person has a problem with their anger, and when things get out of control, when they can't have their sense of security met, it goes straight to anger. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That ain't going to go away. <laughs> it's not going to get any better. You know, the guy that I was talking about. He struggles with self-condemnation, and I don't even know that he knows it. But you know, if you said to him, "Are you a child of God?" Yes. Did Jesus die for your sins? Yes. Does God make you wonderfully and fearfully fearfully made? Yes. Are you an idiot? Oh yeah, I'm the worst. I'm the big. What is it? You know, which one is mm-hmm. it? Your words don't match. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's so chock full of hurts. Yeah. He's his reside there. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just it, that is what's so sad because then. Not only are they not what they could be, you know, which is full of life, full of of rejoicing, full of sadness, having a community with other people, but they can't begin to help anybody in their world. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad part. You become an island. Yeah. Because they have other people in their world who need them to respond to them. Well, you can't join somebody in their emotion if you're not willing to entertain that emotion. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it, it really just hit me like, this is a really important episode. I think there's a lot of people that need to hear this, like that they may not think that they need this, but as we always say, everybody has been hurt. Everybody has felt alone and everybody has emotional needs as you went over earlier, Jay. It's, it's just one of the core things that we need, like food, water, shelter, all that stuff. So it just kind of just just really hit me like you do become an island like it's it's unbelievable like just the the things that you're that you're talking about just that's awesome where else does it go or else what other thoughts do you have on it so wait we did self condemnation well anger. it goes to all four places yeah what are, what are the, ram- trying to think what are the other ramifications of somebody like this that number one they become an island mm-hmm. they become more of what they are and they become completely useless <laughs> in, in joining anybody else in their emotions. 
Well, and and you can take it even further is you can, they can become very toxic, you know, when Ooh. you're not, when you're not dealing with it or, you know, when you don't think you have a problem and you very clearly have a problem, you know, especially the people that tend towards anger, that tend toward you can, I mean, any one of the places that your hurts go, that can spill over into toxic. You, we've all been to the people that, you know, they just, um, they don't want to deal with anything, but then like they are the Debbie Downer and you don't want to be around that person. You know, they're the people that are going to lash mm. out at you. I'm fine. I'm fine. You but then they're lash, yeah, and, yeah. And they're going to lash out at you because of that hurt. And, you know, one, one day it's, I'm here and it's great. And then another day that it, it, you just, you don't know how to deal with that person. And, and they become very reactionary. They become very reactionary. And so it's like, what, where am I? And with them or whatever, you know, and there's just all, all these different ways that they can become toxic physically. You know, and toxic is almost. I don't want to. I don't want to rob you of that word. I just would. I would rather go to just straight hurtful. They're going to hurt other people. Does that make sense? Like toxic is sort of like it's still a, a label, but it's they're the ones who are now going to hurt people because not only are they not going right. to help them, that makes sense. They're going to hurt them in that reactionary. Hurt people, hurt people. Right. Y- yeah. No, speaking of right. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good point. That not only are they not. Not only are they going to suffer. Not only are they not going to be able to help people, they're going to be hurting people. Mm-hmm. What about like as an example, like somebody being manipulative, like they're not getting their need met. So they start unhealthily trying to get that need. Well, that's what everyone does. First right. of all. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm not making fun of it. Yeah. But what about it? Okay. I mean, it was, like, I guess that is. And is that sort of another topic? Because I want to stay with this real quick. Okay, stay with that. Because we have two people that have commented. Yeah. One is Christina. She said, what if your island is not intentional but pressed upon you? And so, Christina, I, I think you're sort of saying like, yeah, I want to be open. I want to have my needs met, but I've trusted and been burned and burned and burned. Oh, yeah. Um, and if that's the case, first of all. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> you know, and you're laughing at how sad. That's so, right. Yeah. Because yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's, you know. That's the, one of the worst. I wish you were alone in that, but you have a very big club in that, and you're right. And it's not, <laughs> I don't want a goodwill hunt all over you, but it's not your fault. Right. Um, and that is why, you know, we, I'm so impressed by people who sit at the table with us every week and they come up to me or they message me and they talk to me and they say, Jay, you know, you need to go talk to so-and-so because they don't know how to emotionally respond. And sadly, that's one of the number one things that happens when you learn about this is you start recognizing how people don't know how to love people and how to respond to people. And so, Christina, with you and your situation, you know, it does break my heart that that your island, in your own words, was pressed upon you, that you had to retreat to your safe place and others, not yours, but others, per se, in that role. And so... To me, what we've talked about before is the only solution to that is you've got to be that to someone else so that maybe, you know, you've got to be that person that can at least listen to somebody else. And if you're concerned about it, you're not that person. Does that make sense? If you're concerned about right. you're being on an island, yeah. you're not really on an island. Yeah. You just haven't found the right, eh, what's the analogy, boat <laughs> that's sure. come by to take you off the island. Yeah. Um, but in general, we want to be that person to somebody else. And that enables us to, to help somebody else. Then therefore maybe someday they can help us as well. Right. And to keep trying. Kelly says, I think sometimes people think if they ignore their emotions for long enough, 
will just go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very common and very astute of you, Kelly. Welcome back to Pittsburgh, by the way. Um, but um, why don't they go away? Because they're as much a part of our humanity as our skin, and we. Because they, the hurt has not been comforted, um, by someone meeting that that need that that emotional need that you need comforted. So what you're saying is because it doesn't, right? <laughs> and and you brought it up too. The analogy I keep using is physical pain. If somebody cut me with a knife, right, deep, mm-hmm. well, you know what? It's eventually going to stop bleeding, right? It probably won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it does, guess what? It's going to leave. Scar. A, a real scar. nasty scar. Yeah. yeah. And there might be an infection where I'll become toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it, they do want to think that and they do hope it goes away. And what they don't, and, the, and it's sort of the insidious hidden sin in this whole process is it, it, it morphs and hurts us in ways we're not aware of. Mm-hmm. You don't know why you're crying when you watch the TV. You don't know why you're screaming and yelling at the guy that cuts you off in traffic. You don't know why when somebody cuts you in line in the grocery store or your boss talks to you with a certain tone or your friend doesn't return your phone call in five minutes or your text or whatever else. You don't know why you're all of a sudden just raging. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because the hurt didn't go away. Right. And it's not going to. Mm. Um, and that's why we have to build communities where we can be open and honest and vulnerable. And that's why we're so excited for people like Christina and Kellyanne who would, who would chime in. I called her Kellyanne. I've never called her Kellyanne in my life. It's just what it says on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I read what's in front of my face. Um, boy, just to let you guys know, Christina was one of the biggest cheerleaders for Trey back in the day. She would see him at children's hospital and gosh, did he absolutely adore her? Mm. Um, as did we. So that's what happens. So uh, long story short, uh, you should probably go ahead and pay attention to your emotions. And if you've got somebody like that in your life, which is maybe the last thing we should look at very quickly, you've got that person in your life who just doesn't let you in. You know, I think you just, you got to go with just wearing them down and just loving them and wait for that little crack where they'll let you in and don't flood through at that point in time. So in other words, if somebody's like, you know what? I am a little bit sad today. You don't want to grab them and hold them and hug them and start weeping. Just join them right where they are and just say, yeah, I know. And just let them experience that intimate moment for just one minute. Yeah. And go from there. And I think a good way, like if, you, if you're struggling with uh, how to understand what your emotional needs are, why you're feeling the way you are, you can go to lunchtimeinrum.com and take our relational needs quiz questionnaire to figure out um, why you are the way you are. Yeah, and just all the past episodes too. You know, r- right from the beginning, we listen do, to them all. Binge them like yeah, like Steph. Like Steph. But we yeah. do. I mean, we 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 get in we get into very foundational stuff very early on that yeah. builds and builds and builds up to where we are today. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I think if you listen to them all, you won't be able to do any better than that. That is correct. But some people can do better. That is correct. Right. And I think Eric's going to tell us about some some people's who really need to do better. Man, so. Dateline. Pennsylvania. This makes me sad. Come on. Come on. You're better than that. Venango County. Um, Police in Venango County are trying to find the person or people who stole a blind man's home. Come on. Bro. Uh, I mean, a deaf guy, we get it. James Harley (laughs) (laughs) lives. Man. Um, 
James Harley lived in a mobile home a little more than two hours north of Pittsburgh. He said one day someone just hauled it away. (laughs) I'd give anything to have it back, Harley said. Nobody seems to know where my 14 by 80 mobile home went or disappeared to. Mobile home, actually. Yeah. So that's my plate right now. 80 feet. Harley, 68, bought the trailer six years ago from the owner of the bait shop next door. But the land where that this is typical Venango County. I used to um, deliver water up there. Yeah, you did. But I'll the fire. land where the <laughs> before the land where the trailer was parked still belonged to the shop owner. Last fall, the owner told Harley to move because she planned to build a garage on the site. Harley said he found a temporary home while making the arrangements for his trailer, before it suddenly disappeared one day. Neighbors told police a crew spent three days preparing the mo- to move the trailer, but PennDOT has no record of a work permit. And the shop owner told officers she has no idea where the trailer went. Harley oh, said, "Shopper, shop owner's dirty." Har- Har- yeah, Harley. Harley said that he already put twenty thousand dollars into the home and planned to fix it up even more. No arrests have been made yet. Man, sorry, Harley. Man, I hope he was with somebody. Right? Like, because I mean, like you're already you're, like, you're already blind. So I mean, like you know, like that's gotta have a sense of like being alone. In itself, I'm just you know finally home. Yeah, <laughs> getting to my door. No. Where's my door? <laughs> Wait a second. There's no steps. His neighbors just watching him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, Harley, that poor guy. Talk about a need for security. Wow. Like not only like I thought my house was there and now it's not. And who took it? Who would do that to me? How do you steal a mobile home? I don't know. Well, it's easier than stealing a regular home, I guess. That's true. Uh, some people, though, can do, uh, can't do better. Dateline, Indianapolis. And we have a couple sports-themed uh, ones tonight. And a sea of All-American and award winners from this past college football season at the NFL Scouting Combine. It was a punter who snatched at least some of the attention away from the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends who are working inside Lucas Oil Stadium on Thursday night. Arizona State's Michael Turk. Turk, Turk, Turk. The only kicker or punter to take part in the bench press at the combine this year put up 25 repetitions of 225 pounds. Wow. To put that in perspective, it means the six foot, one and a half inch, 226 pound Turk punter did better in a bench press than all but one of the tight ends. Wow. And better than all 33 wide receivers who took part in the drill. Do better. Dude, I want that guy. He's jacked. You know he'd be tackling people. But do better, rest of the team. No, can't do better because he's a stud. That's fine. Don't be so negative. Don't be so negative. (laughs) That's where I go. I know. That's where I go. (laughs) You have to be positive like me and not make fun of people. So, second can't do better. (laughs) He squeaked. (laughs) He did. (laughs) You might. (laughs) Now he's rubbing his throat. (laughs) You might be known to. Make fun of people from time to time. A couple minutes ago, <laughs> but some people can't do better. Other not people. not this Other guy people. named David Ayers. David Ayers, dude, this is so close to my heart. Oh, uh, like, did you cry? I didn't cry. Squirt a little. No, but it made my heart happy because Aww. he's a forty-two-year-old. Um, Jeez, he he he'll fill in for uh, different hockey teams and um, even even sometimes against NHLers he'll he'll be a filling goalie. Can you explain the backup like goalie pro- program? Emergency backup. Emergency yeah, backup. Because so I didn't really yeah. know about this. Sure. Like the way it all worked. Yep. So 
each each NHL team has an emergency goalie system where if a goalie, regardless of which team is playing that night, so you could be the home team. Like in this case, David is a Maple Leafs fan. He lives in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto was playing um, the North the Carolina Hurricanes in Toronto. So yes. David's in his home turf. Yep. And I would like to appreciate the fact that you said Toronto, Toronto, and he's Toronto. he's. I'm sure cheering on his Toronto Maple Leafs. Sure. And um, both of Carolina's goalies go out of Every the game. Every team carries two active Every goalies. Every team carries. There's, there's, a, right. there's a goalie that's playing, and then a goalie that sits on the bench. Yep. So both of Carolina's goalies go out of the game. Yeah. So David is the emergency backup goalie, and he comes out, he comes out onto the ice. Even though he's in Toronto all the time. In Toronto, Toronto all the time. Arena. He's, he's yeah. practicing against in Toronto. In fact, he goes out on the ice. He go, and he he drives a Zamboni, and I just found out he's a kidney he's a kidney transplant survivor. Whoa! Yeah. Um, so so the the second goalie goes down, and they so whoever's in charge of texting him texts him, and he's like he you know he's like look at well he said after the first goalie went down he's like that's when I go and and start you know putting on some of my equipment like so I guess that's a thing like he'll do that. Wow. But then the second goalie goes down, and he looks at his phone. And he's like wow, and. Next thing you know is he's out on the ice in this NHL game. <laughs> it's all like, you know, playing for the team that you're kind of rooting against. Sure. But he, so he comes out in his full Toronto Maple Leafs colored gear. Yeah. Except he has a Hurricanes jersey on. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina, or Carolina Hurricanes jersey on. And the guy goes on to make eight saves. But he gives up He two gives goals. up the, fir- the, first two, the first two shots he, he gets, he, he has against them. He yeah. gives up those goals. And again. I'm 42. I've played goalie oh, forever. 42. When I, when I was 20, I just had these visions of playing, you know, for the Penguins sure, and stuff. And sure. so, not, like, I'm 42. I know what it's like to be a 42 year old goalie. I yeah. still play. You play You're a good 42 year old goalie. Thank you. Yeah, you are. But to be like, oh, hey, now I'm going out and playing against uh, Austin Matthews. And, well, and aren't they like? Don't they have a line that's like the highest paid line in the NHL Toronto right now? Uh, yeah, Toronto's a mess. But yeah, I, I, I don't like I don't like them. Way, they're real. They're a really good team. There's a lot of talent on yeah. the team. Yeah. Um. So you're going out there and like all these people that you're constantly rooting for because they're up four one when he goes into the game. Yeah. So uh, Carolina. Is. Next thing he knows, it's four three. Right. But like the the cool thing is everybody from everybody from Carolina was coming up to him and saying. Just have fun. This is your moment. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Just sure. have fun. And then so he gives up the first two goals um, on the first two shots he take or that are taken against him. Yeah. And then he goes on to make eight saves and finishes the game. The Hurricanes win six to three. Oh, he man. come. They come into the locker room and they're just showering with water. And, yeah. and uh, the coach just um, Rob Brindamore gives this fiery speech towards him. Yeah. He becomes an honorary North Carolina citizen. Um, ah, that's awesome. And and the cool, I mean, there's a lot of cool aspects to the story. But one of the things I find so amazing is they paid him five hundred dollars, and he gets the jersey that he wore during Peanuts. the game. <laughs> Peanuts. But the memory and like all the media I mean, attention, like he he just he, blew up on Monday when this story. That's going to be the greatest day of his oh, life. And he was on like good, you know, not Good Morning America, but like one of those yeah. shows, making his rounds. He was they're selling his jersey yeah. now. Yeah. Which I wonder if he gets any proceeds of that. Yeah, that would be, well, would be pretty. And sweet. I was going to say, like, you got to think, like, maybe some team, like team members, like toss him a few bucks, you know, you or something. Wonder. I, I mean, like, I would, well, and I saw that, you know. The Toronto general manager was like, yeah, we were in an absolutely no-win situation. He goes, because either this guy comes out and beats us yeah. or an employee of ours gives up all these goals so it looks like we yeah. came back and beat a 42-year-old goalie. He goes, right. we couldn't have won. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, but hockey won. Right. 
Yeah. And for that, they can't do better. I think they're retiring the his stick, or they're putting it in the Hall Hall of Fame, Hockey Hall of Fame, or something like that. Could be. And and there's been other cases of this before. I mean, this is not the first time that this has happened. It's it's happened actually recently. If you go into YouTube and and YouTube emergency goalies, um, there's some really cool stories. But uh, you know, obviously, this one happened over the weekend, and it's. uh, But I feel like this one got so much more press. Yeah. Have have they won before? Who? Any emergency goalie. Yeah. There, there was a goalie that um, played, I think, on the Blackhawks. He came out a couple years ago. Ended Named up winning. Dominic Hasek. No, no, no. <laughs> some other guy. Also, a very similar situation. Like a guy from Chicago that was a, you know, just a pickup goalie. and Windy weather place kick holder. Came out. Yeah. And that's his name? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Just a really, really fun story. That I love it. That is such a fun story. Yeah. And we love to leave on a good note. We yeah. join him in his emotions. Yeah. yeah, we celebrate with him. Because mm-hmm. we are not denying our emotions. That's right. We don't. So with that, we invite you once again to go to lunchtimeinrome.com, take the, the quiz, uh, the questionnaire, and do all the things that you can do there. Um, please give us your feedback. All of the, every question we get, everything that we get is awesome. Uh, we want to talk about it. We can keep it anonymous if you let us know, or we can talk about you to your face if you want us to, but please connect with us. Please give us your feedback. Are you a denier? Do you feel like you need to? No, I mean, yeah, seriously, no, yeah. do you feel like you, do you feel like you've been, I, I don't need, you know, chime in. Yeah. Like, what did you, what did you think about this podcast? Um, you know, we, we welcome all those comments and questions. Um, so I don't think there needs to be anything more to be said. This has been episode 65 of lunchtimeinrome.com. With that, don't be a denier. See you next week. Bye. No, you got to see Kono. Dude, he's, that's my dog. I've never even met him. Remember, yeah, Jay's the techie guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Turn that thing off. <laughs> Grandma, you know, is you'd lift her out of the car, it'd be a little... <laughs> Thank you.